0: Blob Talk Radio.
1: Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Transform Your Life with Kelly and Lisa. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, Kelly. <laughs> you know, people reading the show description have been messaging me since I posted it this morning. They're like, blind chimpanzees, really? <laughs> because... <laughs> When, when we were talking about um, the show this morning, um, I, it's always interesting, the topics we come up with, I think. And we try to go with things that are kind of um, timely and, um, you know, I was, I was thinking summer because yesterday or today, depending on where in the world you live, is summer solstice. And Lisa came up with flying chimpanzees. We'll talk about flying chimpanzees. So I wanted to just get that right out there that uh, I said in the show description, we might mention flying chimpanzees. So there it is. (laughs) (laughs) Having said that, um, yeah, it's summer. You know, I, you could be listening to this next February and, and, you know, if you're listening to this and it's February um, or it's winter where you are, I'm terribly sorry. It's summer today where we are. So, um, how does that make you feel? You know, most people do what Lisa just did. Yay. Um, I know a few parents who went, Oh, it's summer, you know, (laughs) but, uh, for the most part, people enjoy summer. It's kind of like, you know, vacations and beach and pool parties and all of those things. It hit me the other night I was going through photo albums, really, really, really old pictures, pictures of when I was a little kid, uh, pictures when my daughter was little. And I look at these pictures and I can remember each scene, you know, like it was still happening, And which means my memory is still good. I'm not that old yet. And I could remember, you know, how it felt, you know, uh, how hot it was. It's like, oh, wow, that was a really hot trip. That was a really cool trip, you know, those kinds of things. And you know what I didn't remember at all? You know what it didn't even occur to me? It's how much anyone weighed, what they looked like in a swimsuit, if people were eating too much, uh, if someone's hair wasn't right. I, none of that stuff mattered. And it really really brought home the the thing that you know And every summer I post a similar meme on social media about how you should enjoy your life and not worry about what anyone else says and quite frankly if if you are not where you want to be with your weight or with working out or with whatever it doesn't really matter you know enjoy your life and if someone's going to pick you apart Because they think you look too heavy in your bathing suit or they think that, you know, your hair isn't right or whatever it is. They don't deserve to be in your presence. They really don't. So I thought we'd start the show there. Um, There seems to be just a lot of stress every summer. When I was doing a lot of coaching, every summer I would have a flurry of calls for coaching because people and mostly women, but several men too, were so anxious about going to a pool party or going to a beach because of the way they felt they would be judged by other people. So what are your thoughts about that, Lisa?
0: You know, I remember, let me just start with a story. I remember when my daughter was three or four, my sister was living in Charleston, South Carolina, And I was living in South Carolina. Uh, We went to visit her for a weekend, and we took my daughter to the beach. I, (laughs) pardon me, I had um, lost quite a bit of weight. Um, A lot of it was the ex-husband, but, you know, my own personal body weight as well. And so well, that's I was 150 pounds right there. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. I mean, you know, it's amazing what happens when you let loose with some of that baggage, you know. But I was wearing a bikini for the first time in a very long time. I had the confidence in myself to wear a bikini. I was proud of what I had overcome, losing some, you know, some of the weight. And um, let me just kind of put it in perspective the, the scale, I was wearing 3X sweatpants 2x sweatpants I, I was large I was a very large person I was I weighed about 250 pounds the last I checked the last I allowed myself to check I was I'm, I'm right. shorter as far as you know the, the vertical scale goes so I was really I was obese at that point and um I had lost a lot of weight what happens when a person loses a lot of weight? For a lot of us, our skin is not as elastic as it used to be. The elasticity has gone out, so it doesn't bounce back nicely. So I had the effect of the you know the weight loss, but then I also had the, the leftover mom stomach going on as well. But I was proud of myself, right. and I wore a bikini, and I went into the water, and I was getting out of the water, and this group of – boys, they were maybe four or five years younger than I was, um, teenagers, uh, they made some really nasty comments, loud enough that I could hear them. And so I think I've talked about this on the show before. I put myself back in the water, and I waited until I could get my sister's attention. I made her walk out to almost thigh-deep water, holding a towel out so that as soon as I stood up, I could wrap myself in my towel.
1: And I, I have had that same, that same exact experience. And if the two of us had, you know that that's, that's a really common thing. And it that's is. why, that, you know, it, <sighs> it, I don't know why people feel the need to put someone else down. But I had a really similar situation. I was over 300 pounds when I stopped weighing myself. I had been in bed, unable to get out of bed for over nine months, and I thought I was dying. So since I thought I was dying, I was, you know, I, I didn't want to eat healthy food. I was like, yeah, give me that cheesecake. <laughs> it, was, it was really a slow suicide is what I was doing, looking back. But when I got it together again and lost, you know, in total, I've lost 200 pounds almost, 100, 180 over many years not like you know all at once but over years and I the first time I went to my husband travels a lot and occasionally if he's going someplace really awesome that I really want to hang out and see I would go with him haven't done it in a long time but I used to do it all the time and I would go to these resorts that his company was putting him up at and I would hang out at the pool you know he was busy working I'm I'm at the pool (laughs) don't mind me I'll be fine And, and I um, had, a, had that very same situation. I was feeling very, very good about myself. And I wasn't wearing a particularly skimpy swimsuit. I was wearing a one-piece. And, you know, I was not in my 20s, so I really wasn't out to pick anyone up or trying to look, you know, <laughs> super cool or like a model or anything, you know. I'm realistic there. But um, I was very proud of myself. And if I felt good about myself, to put on a swimsuit in the first place, that was a major accomplishment for me and there was it wasn't terribly crowded but there were several people around the pool and this group of of young kids it was young boys well terribly young they were probably teenagers uh, they were look at the old fat woman you know and and really really making me feel bad and I was very lucky because a woman who worked at the hotel saw this and she said you know what that's really rude, and you boys, I, I, I know where your, your parents are. I'm going to have a word with them, and they left the pool. But I, I was lucky because she stepped in, but I was in tears by that point. I was like wrapping three towels around myself and trying to get back to my room as quickly as I could without being seen at that point. And I had done a lot of work at that time. So it just shows how quickly things that we're really working hard on can be kind of undone if we listen to other people. And, oh, my God, it's so hard not to listen to other people. You know, we kind of have to have really thick skins and not, um, not let it bother us and you know, I don't know what what do you what do you think? How how do we do that? How do we get to a point where we encourage people to just not listen? Because it's really hard. I know I I was unable to ignore it at that time. Today yeah. I probably would do better, but at that time I couldn't yeah. ignore it.
0: I I agree with you on that one. Today I would do better. I was still vulnerable, you know, and there was a lot of other factors, not just the fact that I had lost the weight, but you know I was coming out of a marriage that had uh, it, it was. Obviously, it fell apart, but it was it had fallen apart in a way that was um, devastating to me because there was adultery involved. So my esteem was already at the bottom of the tank. I, I'm pretty sure my esteem was drilling a hole to leak out of the tank. That's how low it was because I'm coming out of a marriage where my husband cheated on me. So, you know, that was definitely – an aspect that deflated my confidence. Now I'm losing the weight, but I'm still kind of unsure because I still have, you know, the the leftover from the marriage and you know, I'm going back to school and trying to do what I can. But it was I wasn't in the I was still in a vulnerable place. I wasn't in really strong place now i'd be like you know whatever you know let me point out some of your flaws and then we'll have this discussion about my flaws you know that and i know that's horrible and you're not supposed to go back you know and stoop to their level or whatever but i I noticed that most of the people who um, point that kind of stuff out the bullies really have the biggest problems within themselves and but you know, today it wouldn't bother me as much. Do am I still self conscious? Absolutely. Um, very much so. I, I we're taking a trip at the end of this month and I wanna take my kids to some some places that involve water. <laughs> and am I gonna get in the water? I'm not sure. You know, I'm not sure what I'm gonna do. Um I, I'm gonna enjoy myself watching them enjoy themselves i'm going to enjoy being out in nature around waterfalls and things along those lines but uh okay i have an irrational fear i have to put this out there too that i don't really like going there's a a great white in the deep end of a swimming pool that's trying to get me so like water that (laughs) i can't see through i really don't get in that kind of water anyway so for that aspect it wouldn't really bother me that much but you know we're going to a place where you can slide down this natural rock formation.
1: Oh, very do I cool. want to
0: do that? I'm, I'm not sure if I want to do that or not, but I want to, you know, show my children and have my kids experience that. So, I, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do as far as putting on a bathing suit. Am I going to wrap a little, you know, shawl around my legs because that's, the part of my body I hate the most is my upper thighs. And so, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do, but if somebody says something to me, I'm at a point in my life now where I have, all I have to do really quick is switch on that film reel and look at what I've overcome. Right. To realize that that person has no significance in my life whatsoever. A passerby who's going to make some snide, nasty comments is, so insignificant to me, they're like not even a drop in the overall bucket of my life or of my, you know, past, present, future. They're they're nothing. So that's how I think I would react today.
1: And and I think that's a really good, you brought up a really, really good point that I I want people to really take away from the show is... (laughs) Do, do these people who are making these comments, do they really matter in your life? Because um, they really don't, you know, most of the time. And if it's someone in your life who's making those comments, they don't need to be in your life, seriously. That's, you, we, you know, anytime you're trying to make really huge transformations in your life, which losing weight, getting into shape, getting healthy, those are really big transformations for most people. If you're not surrounded by people who are supportive, um, don't, don't let them close to you, even if it's a family member. And sometimes, in, if, in my case, the most critical people around me were people in my own family. So that was really tough. But those people don't matter. You know, if, if someone, I saw this meme yesterday about Carrie Fisher and her toxicology reports being released, and it was, you know, if, if toxicology reports make you feel differently about Carrie Fisher, she, you didn't deserve her in your life. And that's the same way with people who are trying to put you down or poking fun at you, and they don't deserve you. You know, they, they just don't deserve a place in your life. One of the things that I kept running up against, and I know this is terribly common in the South, particularly in Texas, um, but it's also common where I was at that time in California, is that peop, from people with yeah, people from Texas in, in cal- that's weird, huh? Maybe it's Texas, no. Um, <laughs> was well, I was just kidding you. I didn't mean anything by it. Yes, you did. It hurt. You know, and I think if, if you have someone around you who is, oh, I was just teasing. No, the words hurt. Those people need to be educated that that's not funny. And that they shouldn't be saying those things. And like the boys in the pool uh, at the resort that I was at. You know, these were kids being kids, and I understand that now. But at that time, like you said, I was vulnerable. And it really, really, really hurt me. And it hurt me to the point where that happened in May. I didn't go back into a pool that entire year. That's how deeply it hurt. And I know there are people out there listening to this show even who are at a really vulnerable place right now. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to kind of talk about this today because we are at the beginning of summer. You know, in some places, like where I live in Arizona and in Texas and in through the South, summer has been going on for two months now. But for the most, exactly. most people, you know, it's, it's summer. And go out and have a great time. You know, don't let anybody dampen your spirits. It's really important to go out and have a great time. One of the really tiny steps you can take, because everybody always asks me, how do you start? If you are really, really, really unhappy with the way your body looks right now, the very first step you can take, and we've talked about this a lot on this show, is mirror work. Don't even worry about putting on a bathing suit and going to a pool party. Stand in front of a mirror, look yourselves in the eye, and say, you're beautiful. I love you. That's your first step. Because all of that external stuff, what you're wearing, you know, all that stuff um, really isn't going to be enough of an armor if you do encounter some rude idiot when you're out in public. But if you build yourself up from the inside, you're going to have that armor. And that's one thing I had not done early enough. Um, I didn't do that until after I had that pool incident, (laughs) but, um, that's the first step, you know? And then once you get past that, um, put on a pair of shorts and go out in your backyard, you know? I mean, don't start with putting on a bikini and going to a pool party. (laughs) Don't start with that. Don't sabotage yourself like that. Baby steps. We talk about that all the time here. Baby steps. What do you think? Well, you brought up a really good
0: point.
1: When I was, go ahead. <laughs> no, because I think mirror work is the way to start. But what do you think?
0: Oh, I absolutely agree. When when I was vulnerable, I wasn't loving myself enough. I was getting to the point right. where I loved myself, but I was, all of the external factors were still playing a big part in, in how I felt. Um, you know, I, I let the external idea of my marriage fell apart to really destroy me and make me feel like I wasn't worthy or that, you know, I was a horrible person because what kind of failure allows a marriage to fall apart and what kind of marriage, you know, what what kind of failure allows a marriage to fall apart when they're sleeping with other people, you know? So, I mean, there was a lot of issues going on with me. And and one of them was, I just didn't love myself enough. There is, there can be a downside to loving yourself. And I, I say that lightly because you can love yourself to the point where you just ignore yourself and, and you don't take care of yourself. You know, you allow yourself to eat that piece of cake every day. Plus, you know, you don't exercise and you do all the horrible things because you love yourself and you're perfect just the way you are. So there can be, a, you know, a, a, the I don't want to call it really the negative side, but there can be an opposite effect um, from loving yourself. Um, if you love yourself, you need to to show yourself, you love yourself by taking, you know, good care of yourself and and, and whatnot. But for me, it was, I I was not at the point where I felt like I was worthy of anything. Like I didn't, I wasn't suicidal. I I didn't feel like I should be dead, but it was more of like, why am I here? You know, I, I can't even accomplish this. I, you know, I, I stopped going to college to marry him. And then I had his child. And now, you know, we didn't even make it five years and the marriage is falling apart. Now I'm back home with my parents starting all over again. But this time I have a little human being that I'm trying to take care of, you know? So it was like all of this, not loving myself, built up all of these ridiculous thoughts in my head that I believed. So that that's where I was with my vulnerability. Now, I did fall on the other side of loving myself to the point where I just stopped taking care of myself because I am I'm perfect just the way that I am, and so I kind of, like, just gave up on myself. And now I'm back to the point of I love myself, and if I love someone else, other people want me to show them that I love them, not just say it. So now I'm back to the point where right. I am treating myself with love the way that I would treat other people and the way that I would want other tre- people to treat me. That's what I'm doing for myself now. So the, the the whole idea of I would probably rip someone a new one if they made some nasty comment about you know me being too big for a bathing suit or whatever. Um, but that's just because I'm no longer like a doormat either. And I, I'm not going to let somebody get away with being nasty or, you know, rude or disrespectful to other people.
1: I'd right. Just and, you like, know, <laughs> you, 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 you so touched on to a really crazy. important point there too. No, um, about loving yourself, because I kind of did that too. Um, when I started with um, losing weight and, trying to start getting into shape I I can't even say I started getting into shape because I think that that came you know months and months and months later probably a year later um I went through it I'm perfect just as I am so I don't have to work out through I I can eat whatever I want because I'm perfect just as I am and that really is the other side of not loving yourself you know (laughs) that's not loving yourself either guys (laughs) It's right. uh, yes. You are all exactly at the point you need to be at right this second. Does that mean you're finished? Well, I don't know. Are you dead? Because if you're still living, you're not done yet. And right. I I came to a point to understand, and I think you you got there as well, um, where it's not about ever being finished. We are always throughout our lives trying to be a better version of ourselves. I'm not trying to look like a supermodel. You know, I'm not trying to look like a bodybuilder. I just want to be a better, healthier version of me than I was yesterday.
0: Uh
1: And if we all go through life like that, the only person you're competing with is the you you were yesterday. So don't even... Think about, you know, I went through a period of time where I didn't even look at a magazine. I didn't even turn on the TV. Well, I still don't watch TV, but, but for entirely different reason, Because I had to really kind of get tough with myself. I had to use tough love with myself mm-hmm. and say, you know what? It doesn't matter what that person looks like. It doesn't matter what that person's wearing. It doesn't matter what that person's eating. Those people are not you. You have to be good to you. What is right for you? And I then I started taking steps forward. But I think we all get stuck in that um, societal, well, this is what's beautiful. And if you're not this, then you're not beautiful. And that's just not true. That's just a, a stack of lies that has been sold to people. And like I said before, not only women, men have it too um i I have a, a friend actually a friend of my husband who um, a very large man <laughs> he's, a, he's a big boy but um we had a it wasn't really a pool party it was more like a pond party, but um he was wearing swim trunks and someone uh, it, this was a public public place this wasn't like on a private property Someone. Uh, from another picnic area made the comment about some people just are too big for bathing suits. And they were looking at him when they said it, and he turned around and said, you know what, they make them in this size, so I'm not too big, it fits. And I thought, good for you for standing up for yourself. But then I noticed he got really moody after that. And his wife went up to him and said, you know what, I love you. I married you. What the hell does that creep over there matter? But that's what it took. It took all of us around building him back up for the next, you know, rest of the afternoon, really, right. over one cruel cool comment. But I really did love his combat. His comeback was really very good. You know, it's like, well, they make them in this size, so clearly I'm not.
0: Right,
1: but it's it's still hurtful, you know. And and I saw the you know, I, I I saw the the impact that those words made on him. It, it's just um, something we all deal with. And I know we it's been so common in the last couple of years to build women up you know, you're all beautiful, you're beautiful, you're beautiful, don't worry about what the media says. I haven't seen a whole lot of that with men. And maybe it's time we do that for men as well. Um, You know, one of the things I saw recently, and I saw it recently, it probably happened a long time ago, was um, there's a country, I want to say it's France, it may not be, that has determined that runway models were too thin, and they now have to be a certain weight before they can actually walk a runway show. And while I still think they're all too skinny, um, that's a step in the right direction. Because really at some point, I think society has kind of glorified things like bulimia and anorexia. And right. that's not loving yourself either. You know, there, there, is, there really is such a thing as being too thin and that's people who are too thin don't love themselves any more than someone who is too heavy does. So I, I wanted to, to make that point that it does go both ways. But what else about summer gets people? You know, if you get past the pool parties, if you get past the, the body shaming, if you get past all of that, what else is it about summer that people really have issues with? because I, I think one of the things that sticks out in my head is people who um can't afford to send their kids to the theme parks every couple of weeks like some other people do that was a big was thing say, when my daughter yeah. was young
0: i was going to say envy where you go to the lake but you you know you you're taking your family to the lake to you know cook out and go swimming and whatnot, and now all of a sudden you're miserable because you see everybody with jet skis and the boats and you don't have one or, you know, things along those lines. Um, Everybody's pulling their boat along the highway and here you are in a beater car because, you know, your story is not where their story is. And, and, you know, maybe starting over is a struggle and, and yeah, that you're not sending your child to (laughs) – so I I, ha- I took on a part-time job, um, which I absolutely love. I, I work at a gymnastics academy, and it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. I get to, to be around kids all day who are, you know, the the little ones are just so just in awe and, and just having so much fun. And then the older ones have come up in gymnastics, and, and they're dedicated to their sport. And, and, I mean, it's just amazing to watch these kids, you know, following this, this passion or this natural progression of of children because we have little ones like 18 months, you know, 18 months of age. Oh, wow. And and they're just doing what they naturally do. The climbing and the tumbling and the, you know, the jumping and and all of that. So, you know, seeing up to like, the age of six where they're just kind of naturally doing what they do. It's just now in a more organized, <laughs> a more organized <laughs> manner. And the, the climbing on right. the bars, and I mean, it's just the balance. It's, it's, it's incredible. I, I love working at this. Um, gymnastics academy. Hold on a <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh my goodness. Pardon me. Um, So for, I don't even, Oh yeah. So for me, you know, we have summer camp and uh, for you know, all day you can bring your kids, to the summer camp, and and we have the training with our teams who actually are the competitive gymnasts, and, and then we have all these little other classes and whatnot. But there's a lot of parents who are shuffling their kid from, you know, this to this to this to this, and now and it's the same kid. It's all over the place. Like they're they're doing so many different activities um, that I get tired just listening to the the stuff that they have to do. Um, for me, I, you know we have four children, and they all have their own thing that they do. So when I was doing all the shuffling, it was normally just, you know, four children being shuffled to different places, not one child being shuffled to 15 different ones. And, you know, it, it, that is something that was, was interesting for me to see. The, now they're on the swim team, plus they're doing the gymnastics, and then they're going to go and do fencing later, and don't forget about dance at the end of the week. And it's just kind of like, wow. Activity over. And I, I, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with keeping your kids busy during the summer because my son is being kept busy during the summer and I don't want him sitting in front of a computer or video games all day, but it's, you know, adult ADHD being projected onto their children or something. I don't know. It's so, that's something you mentioned, like the theme park or whatever. I'm seeing that a lot. Yep. I'm not saying kids shouldn't try things and kids shouldn't be busy, but when you're, you know, 12 and you've got four different activities that you're doing, it's kind of hard to excel at one when you've got all this other stuff right. going on.
1: <clears throat> I, that's I that's very true. And, you know, one of the things, and, and my daughter was busy, you know, during the summers too, but she she played Different sports and uh, did different things. But one of the things that um, I, I read a study recently about how kids that have been kept so, so, so busy turn into very anxiety ridden adults <laughs> because they have to constantly be doing, 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 doing. And I know everybody talks about when they were kids or back in the olden days, you know. But when I was a kid, and I'm sure probably with you too. Um, we weren't constantly being entertained. We had to learn right. to entertain ourselves. And I think we've somehow um, inadvertently, I don't think anybody means to, you know, kind of handicap their kids, but I think we've kind of handicapped a whole generation because we have turned into people, we're, we've turned into entertainers. You know, these these little people must be entertained all the time and they don't really learn to do things for themselves. They don't really learn what they like. They don't really learn what is entertaining to them. Um, I, you know, and I I think um, that's when we're constantly pushing kids to do this class, do that class, do this class. When they grow up and nobody's telling them do this, do that, the other thing, I think that does create problems for them. I think that does uh, kind of bring a lot of anxiety because they've really never been given a chance to just be a kid and figure right. out who they are. Um, I know there were many activities when I was a kid. I wish, I, I, when I was a kid, I remember wishing, oh, I want to do that. And looking back now, it's like, I didn't really want to do that. I just wanted to do that because I knew somebody else who was. But, right. but because I was kind of had to figure out who I was and what I liked, I still do the same things that I did as a kid you know really I still play in the creek I still garden I still play around with animals I mean and I see people again when I was doing a lot of coaching I would see people who were in their you know 40s in their 30s and 40s and you would think at that point in their lives they would kind of know who they are and they had no idea and when I ask questions about well why do you think that is well what did you like to do when you were a kid and The tell to me was always, what did you like to do when you were a kid? And they would say, well, my mom or, well, my dad, you know, put me in sports or my mom put me in dance or, you know, and it wasn't anything that they did. You know, they didn't say, oh, I played baseball. They would start out with, well, my dad. So I think we're kind of putting a lot of pressure on kids, um, not meaning to put a lot of pressure on them. I think parents do what they think is best for their kids, but I, I think sometimes we go overboard. You know, oh, if one activity is great, then two activities is going to be even greater, right? And, um, yeah, that that's kind of what I see. But, um, you know, going back to the whole money thing, which was kind of what we were talking about without saying the word money, that's a huge thing for a lot of people, especially in the area that I live in. Uh, a lot of people here don't have much money at all, and oh. when you have that that natural competition between you know kind of the haves and the have-nots, it um, it can be really really tough for the parent, you know, because nobody wants to disappoint their child, and everyone wants their kid to to do stuff. Um, one of the things that I've seen recently, I actually had to, to I talk about driving to um, the post office or driving to the gas station or driving to the feed store. It's actually all the same place. But anyway, I was driving there the other day <laughs> and I saw a, a handwritten sign on, you know, outside of the, the building and it said, um, bring your, bring your kid to a, a summer camp. It's a day camp. It's a private home. It's free. Just bring your kids pack a lunch, please. And that's what people out here are doing. There is someone out here who has a pool. And they're inviting other kids and and their parents to come out for the days and just play in the pool and, you know, have a picnic lunch. And I thought that's a very cool thing because nobody out here has a lot of money. So that's a way to keep kids occupied that isn't going to cost anyone. Um, Maybe, people listening, maybe – if you're kind of in that same situation, maybe you get a group of, of other parents together. Get your friends together and just do something with the kids. doesn't have to be expensive. You can do it at somebody's house. Um, you know, put up sprinklers and let the kids run through it. That was my favorite thing when I was a kid.
0: You know, you, you can find,
1: <laughs> oh, isn't that awesome? My dogs love it today. <laughs> like it. Put on the sprinkler, there Water go the dogs. Waterfly yeah. always fun. <laughs> yep yep always. So there are things you can do and make it fun. You just have to kind of be a little bit creative, and you can come up with ways to entertain your kids over the summer that doesn't really cost anything. Um, right. I used to get a big big kick out of the mobile library that would drive by, but then I was kind of a bookworm kid, um, but that was a big that was a great activity for me because we didn't have air conditioning, and we lived in Texas. And the bookmobile was air conditioned, oh, so I would go. Uh, okay. I would go in there. <laughs> they'd have to kick me out. You know? <laughs> and you're not far. No, you didn't I haven't
0: far from where I am now, and I couldn't imagine not having air conditioner. Right. Oh, it's hot.
1: <laughs> yeah, but we didn't. We didn't. We didn't have air conditioning. Um, we did have a swamp cooler. We had a water. We called them water coolers. Other states okay. outside of Texas call them swamp coolers, but it, it was a water cooler. And um, every once in a while, uh, my grandmother would put ice in the bottom of it to make it colder. But it was certainly not air conditioning, and it was very very hot. And we were out in the country, so um, you know, it was just it was just what it was. It was what we had, and. We didn't know any difference. So if you've never had air right. conditioning, you don't know how amazing it is. You don't know what to uh, today. Visit. Exactly. I would not do it. <laughs> it's like wait a minute, Texas in the summer with no AC. I don't think so. I will be booking a flight to Alaska now. Thank you. <laughs> no kidding. We're supposed to
0: be in triple digits by the end of the week. Again, we've already been there. Um, you know, it, it, today is the first day of summer, and we've already had triple digits. So yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. I well, couldn't imagine. Yeah, but then, <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I, I today I would never do it. But I know I was just having this conversation with someone earlier today on social media. Um, Phoenix has been 124, 125. Um, Tucson, which never, it's always 10, 15 degrees um, cooler than Phoenix. They hit an all-time record temperature, hottest it's ever been in Tucson the other day, 118 degrees. Oh no, wow. Now, I live outside of there. I, we never get that hot. If we ever get that hot, where I'm moving. But we've had <laughs> triple digits. And where I live at the foot of the mountains, that's incredibly hot. So there's just this huge heat wave going on. So when I saw the sign about, um, you know, come hang out in our pool everybody is invited, I was like, Hey, I don't have a kid, but perhaps I could <laughs> borrow one for a day. <laughs> you know?
0: Right? Maybe you need
1: help handing out sandwiches. I'm going to volunteer. That's it. I'll make sandwiches. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it, yeah, It's it's been very hot already this year for a number of people. And, uh, you know, I, I'm seriously thinking about running through my sprinklers myself. I'll play with the dogs. That'll be great. But uh, what else? I mean, we, we've kind of covered the body shaming thing. We've kind of, we've covered the money thing. Um, you know, there's so much around summer that as a kid that was like, oh, wow, that's just heaven. Summer, no school. Yay. You know, and as an adult looking at summer, we look at things very differently. Um, financial aspects of summer is huge for so many people you know it's just uh, extra activities it's just extra travel it's just extra you know clothing even if you have to, you're having to buy bathing suits uh, swim you know those tube things I know they're running a huge sale at the dollar store on those swim tube things so what are they called pool noodles I think is what they're called the noodles, but yeah, um, yeah. I, when my daughter was young, there were no such things. We were like, here's your swimsuit, go. <laughs> <But> right. <laughs> it, it was, now they need so many extra things. And um, I think that's a huge one. I really think the financial aspects of summer creates so much more stress than the um, quote-unquote beach body aspects of summer. Uh, in so many people's minds. That's just a huge thing. And I know there are people who have both of those issues going into summer. So, uh, you know, <laughs> be nice to yourself. <laughs> uh, be appreciative and grateful of what you have. And, you know, embrace your creativity. Truly embrace your creativity. I I know a woman who um, refuses to put on a bathing suit. She will not. She will, however, wear a T-shirt and what we used to call pedal pushers. They're, you know, like capris, but they're shorter than capris. Mm -hmm. They're long shorts is what they are. And then she will go out and play with her kids in water. That's what she's comfortable with. Don't think just because you're at a pool that you have to wear a bathing suit. If you're really, really not ready for that, be nice to yourself. Put on a pair of shorts and a T-shirt. Unless you're at a public pool that has a dress code, which there are a few, so check that out beforehand. Nobody's going to care. Nobody's really going to care. You know, do what do what feels good for you. Do what is is comfortable for you. And a bonus to wearing a t-shirt and shorts is that you're not spending money on a bathing suit. So there you go. There's there's your 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 extra bonus there. Um, I, I see people, we have a lake out here that we go to frequently, and I see people out there all the time swimming in T-shirts and shorts. It's, it's not a big deal. I, I've seen people at the pool here. Um, yes, we're in the middle of nowhere and we have a public pool. Um, we also have a golf course. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I see people there in, in T-shirts and shorts. And it's fine. Do what is comfortable for you. Don't think just because everyone else is doing something you have to do that, too, really. That's that's the, the big thing. What else about summer? I think we've covered the two big ones. I'm not sure. Um, go get a watermelon.
0: Bust it open with a sledgehammer and sit out on your back porch and enjoy some, some watermelon. I Have a great summer. I I can't think of anything else to add to that. I think those are yeah, the biggest I, ones. I think
1: I think that I think those are the big ones, too. Um, you know, one of the things that I would encourage people to do is, is get outside. Don't do it during the heat of the day. If you live in a hot climate, do it early in the morning. Enjoy the early morning. I'm talking early <laughs> where I live. And in the evenings, get outside and enjoy your summer. Um, you know, find find some movies to watch on TV with your kids during the day where it's, when it's hot outside and, you know, they want something to do. There are so many movies on so many different channels that you can do. Um, And check out, you can even check out movies at most libraries. So there's, you really don't have to spend any money there either. Encourage your kids to read. Enjoy your kids. Enjoy just spending time with your kids, talking to your kids. Because I think so often, We're so busy keeping them occupied that we don't really know who they're turning into. We don't really realize how their personalities are developing. So take some time over the summer to really enjoy your family, really connect with your kids. Um, Trust me, they do not stay children for long. Um, My kid has kids now, and I look at the way she's raising them and I'm, could not be prouder but it makes me enjoy those memories of her when she was a kid so much more they're so precious so take every opportunity you can to really spend time with your family and with your kids and your loved ones and um, enjoy your summer i think that about does it for us today i think that's a great way to stop and enjoy those flying chimpanzees while you're at it. I know uh, someone <laughs> just messaged me and said, but, but, but what about the flying chimpanzees? Um,
0: well, okay. I'll tell you about the flying chimpanzees. <laughs> so Kelly and I were coming up with com- with a topic and she asked me what we want to talk about. And so I put this laundry list of stuff and I said, and hey, we can even talk about flying chimpanzees. And I came up with flying chimpanzees because flying monkeys have already been done. Little tiny <laughs> flying animals. Or it, it didn't have the same impact. And I was thinking, like, a flying bear, you know, it's kind of scary, and there's already a flying horse. So why not a chimpanzee? So that's where we came up with flying <laughs> chimpanzees.
1: <laughs> you know, and, and I, I do another show called Animal Chatter, and we've had animal trainers on that show. And one of the things, and it's funny that you mentioned flying chimpanzees, because there is a circus that people are really trying to put out of business that actually is – they actually have trapeze chimpanzees. They actually have flying chimpanzees. They're called flying chimpanzees and they're very cruel to these, these animals. So um, when I saw you say flying chimpanzee and I just had that conversation the other day, I thought it was terribly funny. Not that they're being bad to chimpanzees because we should never be unkind to anything. I don't care. Animal, vegetable, mineral, we should always be kind, but it's, it's like chimpanzees. I, I, I don't know. I'm, preoccupied with chimpanzees recently so (laughs) having said all that that is our show (laughs) for the day Um, please like the show share the show it's all over social media Uh, we really do appreciate it when you share the show comments so if you don't want to set up your own blog talk account which is free so that you can like and share the show through blog talk uh, we are posting the archives we always post the archives please share those links It does make a huge difference, and we really do appreciate your support. Bye, guys. We will catch you next week. Bye, everyone.